Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am thrilled to have with me Dr. Sasha Bruno Herman from New Zealand. Welcome. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, I'm very excited to have her. Um, Sasha and I know each other because we actually have the same book coach, and she has recently published an amazing book called The Love Key that she literally got from a download from God from difficulties that she personally went through. Um, So Sasha is a licensed clinical psychologist, and I'm really excited to have her on because she's going to share what God is doing in her life, but also her testimony. So I think she's a very powerful testimony to release um, so we'll just start with that, Sasha. So if you want to just introduce yourself and share kind of what you've gone through and what God has done in your life. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for having me on the show, Heidi. It's, You're welcome. Um, I'm real privileged to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, um, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and that's been my professional training. But of course, I've been through a journey in life myself and that life journey has taught me a lot as well. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing this testimony and praying that um, my story will impact other people yes. and give hope. Yeah. Yes, because there, this is this isn't just you. Other people listening to this will hear that their story is in this story as well. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, and and I think that the topic of the book is all about relationships and. Um, I think that's where the enemy tried to hit me the hardest in life was my relationships. And Mm. he didn't wait very long. He um, started as soon as I was born, actually, Mm. because I was not the awaited brother. And this, I believe, set up a a bit of a a wounding in my own heart, Mm. even as an infant, because um, that those seeds of rejection were planted from that early time. Yeah. And so I think that sort of set the stage a little bit because I spent a lot of my childhood seeking acceptance and I encountered bullying from a really young age. And mm. um, so from when I first started school, I was, you know, the target of exclusion or passive aggression or gossip or put downs and teasing. Mm. And that, that was on and off throughout my, my childhood. Yeah. Uh, and I, desperate to feel accepted often when I was given the opportunity would be a bully when I was given the chance because it was all about feeling included to me and so um I was modeled a behavior and I took the opportunity to do it when uh, it was given to me but for majority of the time I um experienced a lot of this on and off throughout my childhood yeah and then in middle school this escalated really badly so there were about 12 girls who were my friends I was in a small um Catholic school so 12 girls was like nearly half the class (laughs) right Um, (laughs) 
they they turned on me uh, mm. it was just one day suddenly um everything changed mm. and this went on for months and um I was also then uh, at the same time I had been experiencing uh, intermittent bullying from friends and family as well mm. so as a result of all of that my internal structures became so overwhelmed um mm. that I Firstly, I developed really severe OCD, okay. compulsive disorder. Yeah. So control became um, a way of managing my life because everything felt so out of control. Yeah. And the fear of going to school every day was so intense. Hmm. Um, I had to make sure that everything was in order. So, and the reason I was doing it was that so people would be nice to me. So my shampoo bottles had to be in order. Um, I had to not step over a crack this way. I had to mm-hmm. do certain things in this order. Um, and it ruled my life. It was it was exhausting. Yeah. But this was the only way that I felt like I could manage just the severity of the bullying that I was experiencing every day. Wow. You know, I I I also, because of how I was being treated throughout my childhood, I really, I came to agree with some really negative conclusions about myself. Lies. Lies. <laughs> yeah. That I wasn't worth enough, that nobody liked me, that I think that self-worth thing was was where the enemy really got me, you know. Yeah. So in desperation for that pain to end, I ended up making multiple suicide attempts. As a, as a teenager? I was 12 years old. You were 12. Yeah. And as a mom now, when I look at my son, who's nearly 10 years old, I, and I look at other 12 year old children, I, I just weep for the 12 year old, my, you know, that was me and think, wow, I was so young. And the weight of that world was on my shoulders that um, I felt this was the only way to end the pain, to get a break from the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And God, uh, in his great and incredible mercy, he pulled me back from death. Um, and that is, is, is very uh, literal because I was found by my, my mother in a nearly dead state. Wow. Yeah. So um, I was taken by the paramedics. And they told my parents that they were going to need to resuscitate me. I had to be intubated and I was in a coma and the neurology team, uh, I went and was admitted into intensive care and uh, the prognosis was very bad. My parents were told that they weren't sure I was going to wake up from this coma because I had had about 20 minutes of no oxygen to my brain. And they were told that if I did wake up, I was likely to be vegetative because of how long I had no oxygen to my brain. Yeah. Um, but my family uh, loved Jesus and mm. they prayed and they prayed for a miracle. Wow. And my grandma was up all night <laughs> praying. And I don't recall any of this, obviously, but my dad said that um, the next day I woke up or was it the day after? I can't recall, but I did wake up and I was not myself. Obviously, I didn't know who my family were. I mm. couldn't feed myself, but my family continued to pray. And every day I just got a little bit better and I got a Praise little bit God. better. Praise and God. And I started to recognize my parents. And today 
I am completely healed. I have mm. no brain damage. I Come on. A doctorate. <laughs> Come on. And but that is the testimony of God's incredible healing power. But the interesting thing was that despite God doing this incredible work of healing in me, I didn't recognize it <laughs> at that time. Right. I didn't see what God had pulled me out of and the incredible mighty hand that he saved me with. I was still caught up in my brokenness. And so I had spent an extended time in a child psychiatric unit because of the risk of self-harm that I'd had. And when I got released, I then still desperate to gain acceptance and I got involved in crowds of people where um, drinking and drugs and partying was the mode of acceptance mm -hmm. and and I think you know that was <laughs> I look back and I think gee how come I didn't see um, what the Lord had done for me and and saw my value in that but I got caught up with thinking my value was in how other people saw me right I yeah I continued in all of that and it was it, there was still bullying, but then there was just, I, I let people treat me in ways that I would never now because I didn't understand my worth and value right. as a daughter of the king. Your identity. And, yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand my identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, yeah, I met my husband during this time uh, when I was about 16 years old. I didn't, I wasn't saved at that time. Yep. And yeah, I think, as we uh, matured and grew, we eventually got married in our early 20s. And it was a lot of uh, struggle in our marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was very broken. He was very broken. Mm -hmm. And together, that brokenness was pretty big. And I think I, I got saved at the age of 17, I think it was. Yeah. And um, joined the church community. And eventually, my husband got saved. I think he was 20 when he got saved. But we went through some intense struggles and being the person that I was, <laughs> I was very open. I wore my hat on my sleeve. Yes. I was like, help me, help me, you know, can you help us? Um, but actually our difficulties um, were actually quite large. And the more that we sought help, I think our, our, the bigger our problems got. And now that, that mm. I'm a lot more mature, I see that there were a lot of generational uh, baggage. There was a lot of demonic doors open from generational things. And the more that we progressed in the Lord, the more the enemy just used those open doors to just bring more chaos and more difficulty. Mm. And um, it was pretty big, but I, I think the, the difficulty was that others who tried to come alongside and help us often had um, prescribed thoughts about how the healing journey should look and, you know, did all they knew to do but weren't getting the, the results or the outcomes that they were expecting. Do you also think that it's because there's people in the church that don't understand mental health? That too. And that's what I've come I mean, to learn as well. Yeah, yeah. So that they're, they're doing the best they can, loving that's people, right. you know, totally believing in what God has for you guys. But what the help that you guys are needing is help that is a healing journey and I yeah. think sometimes people, not saying everyone in church, but no. some just really think, okay, let's pray and it's going to get better or it's going to be this quick fix. And then if it doesn't get, 
healed right away, then, then either you don't have enough faith or there's something wrong with you, or there's, you know, we need a lot of deliverance and, and it's, it ends up kind of being shaming. So I have a feeling that you and your husband experienced a lot of rejection and shame by trying to get help from people that didn't actually have the experience or knowledge of bless their heart, but just didn't actually know how to help. But then even being able to say, we don't actually know what to do. We need to seek outside counsel. I think that's something I, I feel like some people need to hear that, that just because you don't know how to help someone doesn't mean that you can't, but we need to get outside counsel and outside help. Like there's times where I will see clients where I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't work a lot with eating disorders or when I first started working with dissociation, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'd have clients that they'd be like, I'll wait for you to get trained. You know, like I trust you. So I get it. And then let's go get help. So it's still okay to not know what you're doing, but just get outside counsel. Yeah. And I think what you said is that it's a journey. And for some people who have had significant trauma in their childhood or or, or long-term things like that, the healing journey is a journey. Yes. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, and I think that people who are journeying with others on a mental health journey can be comfortable with that discomfort of the fact that it's, it's not all fixed there, you know, and that it is a journey and that God ultimately is responsible for, for taking that person on that journey. We just walk with that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me about how, God started talking to you and giving you these secrets to write yeah. the love to write the love key, and that's the name of her book. It's called the Love Key. Well, that yes. that has come out of really. It was in my pain because there was a lot of shame that we experienced. There was a lot of judgment, labeling, and rejection um, that we encountered, and it was really hurtful and it was painful. And now, you know, having been bullied as a young child you know throughout my younger years here I am uh, a Christian in a church I was kind of just stumped by how how come I was experiencing this in a church family like why was why was I now experiencing this and I was deeply uh, pained in my heart and I suppose that was when I started crying out to the Lord and asking him for answers asking him for help and um I still remember you know, so clearly (laughs) I was driving for work one day and I had been doing a a book by Patricia King called uh, Decrees for Financial Breakthrough. And I was doing the decrees, the word of God, speaking that out into my financial situation and sowing seed where the Lord had told me to. And then I saw such massive breakthrough and um, I was talking to the Lord, I was like, Lord, how come there isn't a decree book like this for relationships? Because I need breakthrough in my relationships. I mean, I'm so grateful for this financial breakthrough. And I heard him say back to me so clearly, it's because you need to write one. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know what to do with that thought. Yeah. (laughs) 
the Lord. Because yeah. it was not me. I certainly did not think that I needed to write right. a book. Right. And when you yeah. hear from him, would you say that's an impression? For people that are newer to hearing from the Lord, kind of like an impression, like you just kind of felt like you, it wasn't like an audible voice. It was more just like. It wasn't like an ins- audible voice. Yep. I heard a thought in my head. Yes. And I was like, oh, yep. I okay. And I yes. knew that that wasn't my thought because I wouldn't really think that I needed to write a book that was, yeah. it kind of took me by surprise. That's good. That's exactly. So the Bible says my sheep hear my voice. And so that's, that's actually a really common way that the Lord will actually talk to us is that it's a thought that we have in our head. And so the fact that you're able to kind of discern that, oh, I wouldn't have that thought means that the Lord is actually giving it to you. So I'm glad that he yeah. did that. So go ahead and keep going and sharing what yeah. he showed you. So um, I, I well, so I knew decrees were with, from the word of God. And so I, I actually shelved the thought for a little while because it was way too overwhelming to think about. I didn't even know where to start if I was to write a book. But then a couple of months went by and I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I thought, right, I'm just going to look at what the scripture says about love and relationships. And as I looked through what the scripture said, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. And I just felt the presence of the Lord so strongly um, that I really knew I was meant to write this book. I was like, okay, Lord, you're really giving me an assignment. You're telling me to do this thing. Yes. And I started off with, at this time, we were uh, moving to Redding, California. And I actually had had... Uh, some delays with my um, green card coming through. So I'd I'd gone over, my husband was doing um, the school of ministry and I was at home. My oldest son was going to preschool and I had my youngest who was just under two at home. So during his nap times, I would sit down with the word of God and I would pour over these scriptures and just turn them into decrees. And the Lord just started every time I would sit down to do it. Just the presence of the Lord would just pour so profoundly over me. And I was being transformed myself as I was reading these scriptures and turning them into decrees. He was taking me on this journey of love and what it looked like. Wow. And totally transforming me from the inside out because I, in writing this book, he has completely changed everything about me. And I just love that when he tells you to undertake an assignment, he's got so much blessing for you and transformation in that process. And, and so I I began writing and, and majority of this book was written in that year when um, we lived in Reading, actually. Wow. So tell us about the book, like give us some secrets in the book where we can get set free, kind of give us a little, a little bit of what the Lord showed you. Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> okay, so what's in the book? I'll, I'll start off with that. The first 10 chapters, they're very short chapters because the idea was that it was a, um, I suppose it was a prophetic unction, I suppose, like the, the things that the Lord was was speaking to me in my own journey about the why, why we he cares about relationships, why we need victory and breakthrough in relationships and why he cares so much about how we function in our relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. And so um, the chapters really just kind of go through those things and it's, it's all back with scripture. And it's really just to get people pumped <laughs> and excited for why they want to do the decrees. Because I suppose the thing is, is that God 
he cares so much about how we treat one another, how we are in relationship with one another. And he wants us to be a light to the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, you know, the, the first chapter, you talk about how God sees relationship. And you have Matthew 18, 21 through 22 here. And it says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replies, but 70 times seven. And you you go on to kind of talk about this and kind of engage us, the listener, to kind of wonder, why would I pursue a relationship with that much passion? You know, why do we forgive 70 times seven? And why do we keep going after it? Because it, when we're in the midst of difficulties with people and we can't stand them, we want to just say, I'm done. Like, how many yeah. times have you said that in a relationship yeah. and you say, I'm done? I mean, I've heard it. I hear it on TV. I hear it on even the news. You know, we'll hear someone just say, I'm done with this. Well, we can't be done with this. In the kingdom, we continue to love. We continue to forgive. And so there's this never-ending love that God has for us. And so he is there to teach us how to do this ourselves. That's right. Um, Yeah. I mean, so I just, I really like how you start with that. And you also talk about boundaries. You know, you talk about, I'm not saying that this is okay to be in an abusive and unhealthy relationship. Um, we don't want to be enablers and be n- manipulated. Um, and so you talk about, you know, like you do a really good job of like recommending, okay, let's learn about boundaries. Don't just let people walk all over you because that's what you yeah. experience too. That's right. With your, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think that that's sometimes um, the reason people fear, you know, walking in love because they think loving just means saying yes to everything or not having personal boundaries as well, like looking, loving yourself and, and, and saying no sometimes and, you know, or this isn't going to work for me. Love still looks like that, you know? And I think that that's, that can be sometimes the hesitation because there's a misunderstanding about what love is. So I think that that's why this book also goes through the, the chapters because it, it breaks down, love and what the Bible says about it and, um, and how we can make room for it in our life. Yeah. And we can, when we think we can't, we can. (laughs) Yeah. In chapter eight, you talk about being released from captivity. And then in John 13, 34, it says a new commandment. I give you that you love one another, even if I, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So it really is just this movement of how God walks us through love um, and then at the end of the book, you have decrees, and it really just goes through the days of decreeing how we are to declare what God says over us. And, That's right. And you also have prayers for healing. Um, yeah, I mean, so why don't you kind of lead us through some decrees that we can do ourselves, and kind of give us a little bit kind of a mini version of what are some decrees that we can declare that help release freedom for our relationships? Okay, I will do that. And I, I and I guess one encouragement that I have is that the reason we have these decrees is because God knows that loving others is hard. It's not easy. And that's why he commands us to do it. <laughs> and it's not up to us in our own strength to be able to do it. And that's why these decrees are so important is because 
when we're partnering with the Lord, his word is doing that transformative work in us. And that is our commitment is that um, these decrees are set out so that there's 10 decrees a day for seven days. And the Lord told me that 70 times seven, which is, you know, this, this famous phrase of how we should forgive is actually an equation of love, really, mm. because it's love that would drive a person to forgive that many times to see a relationship prosper. Mm. And so there's 70 decrees a week, 10 a day for seven days. So that's 70 decrees. And the 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 encouragement is to do it for seven weeks. You know, it's, it's not a formula, but it's just about a, a commitment to seeing that work of the word of God be established in our life, I suppose, because that work takes time. And with each day of decrees, there is an encouragement about the power of the word of God, whether it's washing us, whether it's um, convicting us, whether it's being um, a mirror, it's, and and I think we're, whether it's renewing our minds um, and it's, it's just a good focus to remember that even though we're just, we're just speaking these words, it is, uh, we are um, decreeing something that's transforming us and doing a powerful, powerful work. That's so good. Um, So with that, I will give you guys a a few, a couple of decrees. So I decree and declare that I love others by treating them the way I want to be treated. I choose to do good to my enemies and those who mistreat me. So that's from Luke 6, verse 31 to 35. I love others as Jesus loves me. So the world will know I am a friend of Jesus. My words encourage and build others up. I pursue things that establish peace in my relationships wherever God has placed me. So that's from Romans 14, verse 19. I show tolerance of others in love with humility, gentleness, and patience. Ephesians 4, verse 2. There is a prayer, which I'm going to, to read. This is the, the day one prayer, for example. So each day there's also a prayer just to um, help kind of just guide us through this alignment process with God's word. So I confess that God is love and love is from God. So Selah, so pause and reflect on this. Lord, please show me where I am out of alignment with your perfect ways of love. I give you permission to reveal the areas where I need to turn back to your ways. Let your word do its work in my mind, will, and emotions, so that through your kindness, I can be led to repentance. Help me to grasp the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of your love. Please give me fresh encounters to experience your love and empower me to share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is... um, the last part is the love key challenge is um, also it's a Bible study. Mm. So the, the idea is to go deeper in the word of God with one another and to talk about these topics, because I think we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about the difficulties of relating to one another, the places we get stuck. I've been taking a, a group of women through um the study and we're up to week six and it's been profound the the conversations that have happened, the revelation from the word of God as we've just gone after um, his truth and what he says about it. And um, there's been a lot of tears, a lot of prayer, a lot of transformation, but I've been humbled by the healing that's kind of come through what happens when we choose to 
um, open our hearts um, to the Lord's word about what he says about relationships, because I think a lot of people are hurting and a lot of relationships are hurting. And this is relevant for everybody, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing that I really like about your book is it is transformative. It isn't just a let's read this book. It's it's very practical. There's a lot of how to's. There's a lot of let's do this and yeah. you will be transformed um, even in just your prayer. I mean, I can just feel the anointing from the Lord as you pray um, and just the testimony that you have, even just what you shared at the beginning, it just really releases freedom to be vulnerable, to open up so that we can get healing in our relationships because it isn't going to happen if we all look perfect and pretty. We have to learn how to step out and be vulnerable, know who we are because not everybody is going to be a wonderful receiver of vulnerability, but that's where the Lord is. And so God yeah. is who guides us. God is who loves us. And that's where our identity, our alignment comes from him so we can open up to other people. Um, so I would love it if you could just share with your, our listeners how they could get a hold of you, how they can buy the book, what your website is. And I want to, sure. yeah. And I, I'd like to just, um, before I say that, is mm -hmm. just to give people hope mm -hmm. that God can transform your relationships. And I have healed from my experiences um, that I've talked about. And he can heal you from yours too. So um, if that's the biggest takeaway, that's what I would want listeners to, to, to know is that there is hope. There's no relationship that's outside of God's healing, but there's also no wounds and scars that you carry that the Lord can't heal as well. Come on. That's so good. And even watching you, if anybody, when, we, when you see this on YouTube or even just listening to her, you can hear the peace in her voice. So you can hear it. And when you look at her, you can see it. So if she wasn't free and she was still triggered by these memories, by these stories, it wouldn't be a testimony yet. And she is very free. I can see that she's free and she is out there helping other people to receive freedom. So and I've known her for a while now, and I can tell you that she is free and this she is hearing from the Lord and it's been really wonderful having you on and having you share the keys that God has given you for this. It's been a pleasure, Heidi. So people can contact me through Facebook. So um, my Facebook name is at Herman, And my website is drsashabh.com. D-R-S-A-S-H-A-B-H.com. They can also email me at thelovekey at drsashabh.com. And probably for the listeners, they might want to know that Bruno is spelled <laughs> B-R-U-N-E-A-U and then H-E-R-M-A-N for Herman. Awesome. Anything else that you'd love to say for our listeners? Mm, can I pray for everybody? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Father in heaven, I thank you for this opportunity today to speak to the listeners and i pray lord that everybody listening to this podcast would just experience a new touch and um, a fresh touch of your love today i pray father god that you would give them breakthrough in their relationships lord where they're struggling where there's brokenness where there's pain where there's hurt where there's offense i pray father god that you would bring your truth that you would bring your light 
and that you would bring your breakthrough into these places. I pray um, for healing of hearts, Lord God. And I just ask, Lord, that you would bless every listener and um, just thank you, Father, for this opportunity and that you would bless all the words spoken over this podcast to do your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Sasha. It's been a pleasure, Heidi. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.